0: Well, hey there, friends. So today I have an episode for you that's a little out of the norm. So instead of just talking to you about SEO and how to get leads from your website, today I want to sit down and get real real with y'all, like when am I not, but about discouragement and about discouragement as an entrepreneur. But I want to take a little different twist on it and walk you through three lessons that I learned in large part, from a one-eyed horse that I ran in my junior rodeo days. So this idea came to me, I don't even know when, don't remember when, but I was like, yes, this is gonna be good, and let me just tell you how many times in the last week, especially the last day, that I've had a chance to practice (laughs) what I'm bitten to preach to y'all, but not preach, but maybe preach a little bit, in today's episode, three tips to overcoming discouragement that I learned from a one-eyed horse. Are you ready? Let's dive on in. Hey there, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to Simple SEO and Marketing with me, Faith Hannon. Do you want to grow your business with organic marketing and finally feel like you can understand SEO? Are you scouring the internet for how to get more website traffic? SEO for dummies and how to market on Pinterest? Have you tried to grow your business with SEO and blogging only to get frustrated and quit because it's overwhelming and too time-consuming? Been there. (laughs) Hey, I'm Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, copywriter, blogger, wife, wrangler of tiny humans, and barrel racer. And let me tell you, I didn't have time to waste sorting through SEO and keyword strategies that either didn't work or were so over my head I couldn't understand them. I honestly thought that SEO and blogging only work for people with a PhD in tech jargon and a whole team of employees, until I learned these secrets. Good SEO strategies don't have to be complicated, and creating and marketing great content doesn't have to take more than a couple hours a week total. So pop in those earbuds, slam some coffee, and let's grow your business with simple organic marketing and a healthy dose of biblical encouragement along the way. So like I said in the intro, <laughs> I don't even quite remember exactly how this idea came to me. I had not been sitting around and thinking about this particular horse for any reason, but she popped into my memories. And then I just got to thinking about discouragement and the amount of discouragement or potential discouragement, I should say, the the temptation to be discouraged that we face as Christian entrepreneurs. And I just thought, man, there's a lot of lessons that I can really pull from the story of this horse. So if you're not a horse person, if you're not a rodeo person, don't worry. I'm going to break things down in a way that you'll still be able to understand. You'll still be able to glean um, a lot. And hopefully these lessons that I learned from this horse and was reminded of in real time, (laughs) literally the day that I recorded this episode, Um, hopefully these lessons are just going to be something that you can allow the Holy Spirit to breathe life into you and breathe encouragement into areas that maybe you're a little bit discouraged. So first of all, I have to start with this horse's story. So the horse's name is Rowdy. And for those of y'all who don't know, I grew up rodeoing. I grew up in a rodeo family. My whole family rodeoed like literally generations back. Uh, My great grandfather was one of the founding members of a pro rodeo organization. My grandma rodeoed, my grandpa rodeoed, my uncle's rodeo, my parents' rodeo, I rodeo. Like we rodeo. <laughs> it's it's a big part of what we do and what we did growing up. And as as that, like it consumed a lot of our time. <laughs> um and I had like I competed in junior rodeos all growing up. And there's this one summer Several summers actually, where um, either one of my horses was hurt or just too old to be competitive or what have you, and I was in need of a horse to run. And one of the amazing things about the rodeo world, and we call them rodeo family, who's not necessarily like blood family, but people that we rodeo with that we've gotten to be really good friends with is these people. They're so amazing. They will just offer you one of their extra horses. So they're literally letting you use one of their horses to compete against their kid. (laughs) And so this, this year, I think when I, when I started riding this horse, her name was Rowdy and this horse was a Bay mare with, um, not, not a whole lot of like flashy things to look at. except that Rowdy only had one eye. She was missing her left eye. She had lost her eye in a freak accident in the pasture when she was really, um, she wasn't like a baby, but she was pretty young. Um, I think there was like a lightning storm and just a freak accident and her owners were, were slash are phenomenal horse people. Um, And they took really great care of her and got her to the vet and got her sewn up and losing an eye to a horse is not like life ending, but it can be career ending. But this family, they took this horse and their, their daughter, who was a year older than I am, took this horse rowdy and trained her to run barrels or barrel race and run poles or pole bending. And the funny thing is, is she could have trained Rowdy so that only so that she could see more than half of the obstacles that she had to go around. But Rowdy didn't like it that way. And so she just trained her like the normal pattern that most people do. Because you can go to the right or to the left barrel first or go up the poles to the right or to the left first. Anyway, so Jessie is the girl's name. Rowdy is the horse's name. Jessie did a great job of training Rowdy. But Rowdy was huh, very particular, very, very, very particular. And as Jesse got a little bit older, um, Jesse had, they bought a new horse for Jesse and he was faster. And her Jesse's family saw that I needed a horse to use and we lived relatively close to them. And so I could go to their house to practice and ride Rowdy and keep her in shape. And then They would holler to the rodeos for me, the local rodeos. And so we just worked out this deal where I got to run Rowdy. um, And it was just such a blessing to me. And Rowdy (laughs) um, was a quirky horse, to say the least. Like, Y'all... That horse deserved every bit of her name. I loved her dearly, but she deserved every bit of her name. There were just so many things about that horse that I was like, really? But when it came time to do her job, she was really good at her job. By the time I got to ride Rowdy, she was not she was no longer being used to to barrel race very often because she just wasn't quite fast enough to win. But she was a great pole-bending horse because In pole bending, it's more about smoothness and technique than speed. It's still a speed event, but sometimes a horse that is a little bit less fast can beat a horse that is fast and doesn't have as good a technique. And so I got to use Rowdy to run poles on and we won quite a bit, never first, but a lot of, a lot of like third, fourth, and fifths, because she wasn't the fastest, but she was still very competitive. And so In the process of learning to ride Rowdy, the way that Rowdy wanted to be ridden, y'all, I learned a lot of lessons. (laughs) And today I want to talk about just some of the lessons that thinking back, I really think will help. They've definitely helped me overcome some discouragement in the last week. And I think they'll help you uh, overcome some discouragement as well. So lesson number one that I would love to share with you from Rowdy's story is to overcome discouragement, you really have to look further ahead. Now, part of Rowdy's issue with her eyes is where a horse that has, um, you know, both eyes fully functional, they can see the obstacles coming at them quickly rowdy the way that she was trained the way she wanted to do pole bending she could only see she could only see less than half of the poles so she had to look really far ahead and then when I got to what is the end pole where you had to like turn and then weave back through I had to cue her perfectly at two different spots because if I didn't she couldn't see it but a lot of times as entrepreneurs or even Christians in general who were you know, we're trying to move forward and take ground for the kingdom of God, it's really easy to get focused on the here and now. It's really easy to get focused on maybe the conversation that didn't go like we wanted it to go or the lead that we were so sure we were going to sign that we didn't sign or the month of June that our revenue is down or whatever. It's really easy to get focused on the little things that are in front of us that really, they're just little things, right? And what we need to do, is look further ahead. Habakkuk 2 talks about um, writing down the vision and making it plain and making writing it with big, bold block letters so that you may see it when you run. And Proverbs talks about without a vision, people perish. And that word perish actually means pass to an inferior condition y'all it's so easy in today's world where we have you know information accessible all the time we can we can literally check and see how many likes or comments or website views or whatever we have down to the minute it's really easy to get focused on the minuscule and lose sight of the mission and i believe for myself <laughs> in this season as well we need to look at the big picture we need to look at what god has called us to we need to look at the why behind our business and who God would have us to reach with our gifts, our callings, and in this season of our lives. Maybe that means we need to look a little further ahead than the daunting to-do list for today. Maybe that means we need to look a little further ahead than the month that we didn't have as good a revenue as we wanted. Maybe that means that we need to look a little further ahead, 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 and fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who began and finished the race set before him for the joy, for the joy, which is you and I, because you know what y'all, if Jesus had stayed focused on the little things and the little pains, quote, air quotes, little pains of the cross, instead of looking ahead at the bigger picture, looking ahead at what he was doing this for, man, it would have been a lot harder to do it. And I think we all can take take note of that as we move throughout our days and as we grow our businesses as Christian entrepreneurs. And the number two tip that I want to share with you from Rowdy's (laughs) story is this, to capitalize on your strengths. Y'all, we do not all have the same strengths or the same weaknesses. Second Corinthians 10:12 in the King Jimmy version says, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. And it y'all <laughs> in today's world, it is easier than ever to compare yourself with somebody else and then be like, oh my gosh, they're doing this so good. I suck at this. I need to do this better. When in reality, you and I are going to be so much better off if we will capitalize on our own strengths. Now, Rowdy, to use my horse example here, Rowdy was not the fastest horse out there, but she was very agile, very agile and a very smooth mover. Sometimes. especially in poles, which was her best event. There were horses who, if we were in just a straightaway race, those horses would have left Rowdy in the dirt. (laughs) But in poles where there's a lot of agility needed, um, and a lot of bending and weaving and just like a lot of cattiness, Rowdy was going to beat them because they, that was not their strength. Okay. Now, being, bringing it back to entrepreneurship, like y'all, there is something that you are exceptionally good at. There is something that God has gifted you with that the world needs. And very often, <laughs> we're so close to our thing or our gift that it's hard for us to see it. And we see other people in their gifts functioning, you know, in their strengths. And we're like, oh my gosh, I wish I had their gift. It's so beautiful. When in reality, Sometimes I feel like God is like, baby, I gave you your gift for a reason, (laughs) not so that you could compare it to somebody else's gift and be envious. So that's for me too. That's for me too. Now, this is not to say that if, you know, you're just you don't have a lick of math sense in you, for example, that you get to be like, I'm just not mathy, math isn't my thing and never file your taxes or keep track of your books. No, like we still have to be responsible. We still have to grow. We still have to be faithful stewards. And there's going to be areas that you still have to do something in your business (laughs) that you kind of suck at, but then you get better at, and then you learn how to outsource. (laughs) Speaking for myself, but If you spend all of your time and your energy focusing on things that you're not good at, you're wasting valuable, precious time and energy that you could be capitalizing on your strengths. All right. Now, my number three tip from Rowdy's life for y'all is don't worry if you have to do things a little bit differently. Y'all, my schedule as a work at home mom of two, almost three kids, is going to be completely different than somebody who works a nine to five and then doesn't have any kids and hustles from five to 10 or whatever. Like, or my schedule is going to be completely different than somebody who, you know, they, they have, don't have any kids or they have full-time childcare or something like that. And they're working from, they're working a full, full, full 40 hour work week. So don't worry if you have to do things a little bit differently. God wired your brain very uniquely for a reason. And one of the beautiful things about online businesses, is there really is no one size fits all approach. All right. I want to share with you all a scripture from Matthew 6, first, verses 26 through 28 in the message paraphrase. And it says this, if you decide for God Living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table, the mealtimes, whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There's far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more than outer appearance, more than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God, and you count far more to him than birds. Has anyone, by fussing in front of a mirror, ever gotten taller by so much as an inch all this time and money wasted on fashion. Do you think it makes much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out in the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop, but have you ever seen color and design quite like this? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside of them. And I just want to let, I want to encourage you to let that soak. Y'all, if you have to do something a little bit differently to make it work for you, obviously still within good godly moral character, please and thank you. (laughs) But if you have to do something a little bit differently to make it work for you and your family or your business or to capitalize on your strengths, it's okay. It's okay. This is your pal faith, giving you permission to run In your strengths and do things a little bit differently if you have to. Okay. And sometimes those things that you do a little bit differently are going to be what sets you apart in business. They're going to be the things that people are most, your ideal client is most attracted to. And they're like, yes, that's who I want to work with. Okay. And y'all, it's funny (laughs) that today I would be recording this episode about not being discouraged and overcoming discouragement in business because. I've had so many opportunities today to get upset and just get frustrated and be like, ah, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel, which I'll be honest. Sometimes I do, <laughs> but today I just was determined. I'm not going to get discouraged and I'm not going to quit. And I just, I've been reminding myself today of God's charge to Joshua in Joshua chapter one, where he said, only be strong and very courageous. And Y'all, we need that today. We need that today. Um, If you're anything like me and you've just had just little things adding up, like I had to completely restructure my schedule for the week because of childcare changes. My kid came and interrupted me. She never interrupts me. She's supposed to be napping. Like, um, just... (laughs) Spilled milk on myself, trying to put my kid to bed like so many little things that are just opportunities to be like, "Ah, I'm done (laughs) for the day. But we get the opportunity to choose to choose joy, to choose to be joyful in every circumstance because we are united with Christ, like Philippians 4 talks about in the Passion. We get to choose to stay encouraged, to stay hooked up with God's plan and God's purpose for our life. We get to choose to stay encouraged in the midst of the temptation to be discouraged around every turn. Um, So my charge to y'all and my encouragement to y'all today is to choose to be encouraged, to choose courage, to look further ahead, to capitalize on your strengths And then don't worry if you have to do things a little bit differently because God has gifted you to do something unique, to bless those around you, to glorify him, that all men would be drawn unto him. So my prayer for you today, I'm just going to get after right now, but I want you to know that I do pray for y'all and I am always excited to hear how God is blessing you and your businesses and how God is just moving on your heart to encourage you, hopefully through this podcast. So Lord, I lift up um Lord, it's my podcast pals today. Lord I thank you that you know exactly what they need to be encouraged. And Father, I ask that you would help them to set aside time to sit with you, to make time and space, to make you a priority, that they would plug into you for their encouragement. Lord that they would choose to follow after you and chase after you with everything that they have. Lord that they would look ahead like Jesus did for the joy set before him father that they would just tap into the gift of God in their lives how they've been uniquely made Lord to be a blessing to you to your kingdom and those around them and father I also ask that you would surround them with people who are going to speak godly truth and and encouragement to them Lord that they would find um or dig deeper into their church community or find a great church community or and find a great business community, Lord, where they can be encouraged and built up, Lord, um, in everything that they need built up in. And Lord, we just lay like Lord, we hold we hold everything with open hands because it is from you and for you and to you that we want to be in business. We want to glorify you with everything that we have. And Lord, we want to be Encouraged and full of joy, and strong in the strength of the Lord and in the power of your might, so that we can go forth victoriously and offer this gift that you've given us to those around us and to bring glory to your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, excited to chat with y'all next episode as well. If you have any questions, comments, or things that you're just like, I want to share go ahead and shoot an email over to info at faithhannon.com. And if you haven't left a review yet, please go leave a written review. It really does help this podcast get into the earbuds of more people. All right, y'all talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. Hopefully this episode gave you some really tangible tips for better SEO and marketing to get more leads and more sales from your website. If it did, can I ask you a quick favor? Would you please share this episode with a friend and then just take 10 seconds and go leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That is the very best way to help more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs scale their businesses so that they can help more people with their gifts and make an even bigger impact for the kingdom of God. And guess what? We now have a Facebook community where we can learn, hang out, and laugh. Go join the Facebook group now. It's linked in the show notes and all the other things, courses, coaching, and copywriting can be found at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.